Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 349. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Andy. Hello. And Tony Katz. Hello. Thanks for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with, and check out our entertainment podcast right after this. Got some uh, good stuff to get to today. We're going to start with the NBA. Yeah, um, we're like a couple weeks in now uh, to the new season. Um, yeah, we missed last week. Didn't talk in the NBA. We had our, our Halloween special. I hope you enjoyed that. But Check that out uh, if you missed we're back. it. Yeah, we're back to sports here. Uh, the lead story has to be the James Harden trade that he finally got, got traded from Philly to the Clippers. Um, I think the details of the deal were a little different than I expected. I expected a Norm Powell to be the primary piece in that trade, and he's a, a more of a useful player. Um, but in the end, it ended up being Robert Covington, Batum, Marcus Morris, and uh, Kenyon Martin Jr. So he had a very brief stint with there with the Clippers. But uh, So they kept Powell, Powell, which I think is a good thing. Um, but it hasn't been a good thing so far. Uh, really hurt the depth at that at a, the big position. Uh, Covington and Batum both played power forward. Uh, Covington actually started the season as a starter, um, and they've kind of I think missed those two guys just as depth pieces right now. Um, and then the, the other main part of the trade, the Clippers did trade a I think twenty twenty eight first round pick, and then also a pick swap in another year. So uh, they're just kind of keep rolling over. They're never going to have picks again, which I think is fine. Yeah, they said, uh, I think I heard something that said they won't have a first-round pick for the entire rest of this decade. Well, they won't <clears throat> control it. They yeah. have swaps with Oklahoma City in 25 and 27. Um, and I, I think what this does is it does kind of close out that Oklahoma City trade that those those picks aren't going to be – it's not going to be a Jason Tatum situation with uh, the Celtics and the Nets where you're going to lose a top pick like that. Um, the Clippers should still be a decent team in 2026, I think, if they, they're going to keep everyone together. Unless yeah, they I mean, how, how old is done. Leonard and George? I mean, they're 32, and then Harden yeah. is 34. It's They'll, they'll be fine, and they, they figure out a way. I, I don't think they're going to, like I said, it's not going to be a situation like the Nets where they completely bottomed out, and then the Celtics yeah. it's, I mean, stole. It's, it's two, been a good team for 10-plus years. I mean, they've been good since like 20, what? It's over, it's 12, over 10 13, years now 14. that they've been a competitive team, so. Yeah, they always put something on the floor that that you know wins half their games at least. Um, so I think it kind of closes out that they're not going to bottom out with this Oklahoma City trade. So uh, at the end of the day, the the Paul George trade is not going to be the worst thing that ever happened. They did lose uh, the greatest Canadian that's ever lived, but um, <laughs> he shined though once he he left. The Clippers yeah. showed him the way, and then he he went to OKC and he helped maybe turn yeah. a franchise, maybe turn a city around, maybe give <laughs> yeah, a city we'll hope. Yeah. They're good. Oklahoma, they're pretty having a pretty decent start to the season, I believe, right? Yeah, I did want to look at um, the early standings here. I don't know if there's any conclusions you can draw from from this early. Can, yeah, because um, I remember... Uh, except maybe that Boston's really good. They did finally they lose really last good. night. Who'd um, they lose to? They lost to Minnesota. Oh, okay. But yeah, Boston's been dominant, and Philly without Harden is also 5-1 and one there. Um, looks like they kind of know what their team is going to be. And now. one thing I want to uh, like, and I agree with what you said about how it is too early. Cause I uh, feels literally just like yesterday, even though it was a year ago, we were talking about how, when we were talking about the standings of the Utah jazz and we're at, like up at the top in the Portland blazers. And obviously we saw how that, uh, yeah, how that turned out. But, uh, and obviously you've got, uh, yeah. in the West De- Denver defending champions looks really good. Yeah. Seven and one uh, Dallas, Dallas. I don't believe in the six and one. Um, remember, and, 
their one loss was to Denver. Yeah, uh, I think they've beaten some some lesser teams. Uh, Chris Paul can't shoot, but although he shot well last night, uh, but he's playing really well for Golden State. And I heard Curry's having a very good start. Like, he's shooting more threes. He's shooting at a very good percentage. And they're saying, like, maybe Chris Paul being there is allowing Curry to not have to worry about, like, just passing more and, like, facilitating more that Chris Paul's able to do it. So, uh, Steph Curry could be a a dangerous year. Yeah. And then, I don't know if you want to talk about the Lakers, kind of. No, I, I think the Lakers are as even as a Laker fan, I think they are a little overhyped. I mean, they're three and four right now, sitting at the ten spot. And I know, like even still, if you look at the rankings, I think I looked at them this morning for the the odds. I mean, to win the NBA Finals, and the Lakers are still sitting at like the sixth or seventh favorite. And it's like I just don't, I just don't buy into that. I I just think there's a handful of teams better than them, but uh, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they still have stretches where they can be dominant that LeBron and Anthony Davis can both be top five players at points. They can't do it over a full season is my opinion. Yeah. And um, I mean, they but that kinda, means they'll have good, good stretches of play. I exactly. Think. And that's kind of how they play. They kind of play to just get to the playoffs and then turn it on from there. And that's, you know, we saw that happen last year. Uh, but we've also, uh, we should mention that uh, we've gotten to see Wembenyama who uh, had his best game uh, this past weekend uh, or this past week sometime. I think it was Thursday or something against the Phoenix Suns where he scored 38 points. Uh, yeah, he kind of struggled offensively in the early part of the season. And I, I even talked about it before. Like he needs he needs to figure out a move to like <clears throat> cut to the lane and get like five footers because no, one, no one's going to block his shot if he can get deep in there. Um, he's not going to back anyone down in the post, but you can flash to the lane and get – get a pass you could throw a high you know no one's gonna get a pass up there where he is uh but yeah he had a he had a big 38 point game for them so i think that team's kind of figuring things out they're not going to be good don't expect them yeah, uh, no, to do anything not. this year but maybe they they've can, got a lot of years left play-in. with him yeah yeah and and the core of their team is all young and they don't even know which guys are gonna yeah, be part of that core at the end of the day but yeah it wasn't meant to be you know a play like a championship contender let alone a playoff team this season i mean it's this is a thing of the future and if he ends up panning out then uh yeah we could probably fast forward three four five years and the spurs will be back at uh that spurs level that we used to all hate and it's very different from when they got tim duncan because tim duncan was like 22 already and they had david robinson so the fact that they won the title i think in his second year yeah that's not gonna happen here so yeah and that was back when the big man was a a like a big thing to have too you know, the NBA wasn't as high yeah, nearly was as high scoring as it is now. I think the last thing to mention in the early part of the season here, uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, who I was still kind of mm-hmm. high on. I, I picked their over. I thought they could manage without Jaw. Uh, they are one in six so far. Yeah, and that I, is, I that think is I've bad. been it, saying I wasn't very high on them. Uh, it is reason to be alarmed that they need to kind of be oh, around 500 by the time he comes back. I mean, yeah, the West is so good. He's still got 18 games left. I mean, if, the, if, the, if you're looking at like a, let's just call it, you know, a nine and, you know, 16, like 16 team or something like they're, they're in trouble. Yeah. Like you said, the West is deep right now. They are the worst team in the West. They are the only team in the West that doesn't have two wins sitting there at one. They're the second team in the NBA that doesn't have two wins with the wizards who I, I, they're the worst. Team I hate projected. Jordan Poole. Yeah. I do not <laughs> like Jordan Poole. We've talked about that many times. I've said he's overrated and the Washington wizards are just, yeah, they're, they're not good. But, uh, yeah, long season to go, though. So uh, we'll see. But I think the early things we can take away is that the Denver Nuggets are still really good and the Boston Celtics uh, look really good. 
yeah, so the, the teams we thought were going to be there are going to be there. So uh, we'll have to see who, el- who else is going to step up, and, uh, uh, Phoenix or the Clippers. Quick, I was going to say, just to quickly say, Phoenix has yet to play a game this year with their three-headed yep. monster all at once. Uh, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Bradley Beal. Uh, Bradley Beal has not played one game, I don't believe, this season yet. So definitely could be something that ends up happening there at some point where the Phoenix Suns, if uh, we'll see how they gel together once they all get to play. And if it looks good, uh, that'll be a dangerous team as well. Yeah. All right. Uh, do we want to talk about MLB? Yeah. So uh, the season ended last since last time we talked, uh, which we knew would happen. Yeah, the World Series uh, concluded uh, in five games. The Rangers ended up winning all three in a row in Arizona to close that series out, um, which is sad because uh, especially the last game I think it was where um, uh, Gallon was pitching a no hitter through six, and they still ended up losing that game. Uh, that was that was a rough one. That would have been a nice one. Even if they ended up losing the series, it would have been a nice win for the fans in Arizona to see a, a no-hitter or a close-to-no-hitter in the World Series. But, uh, yeah, it was not to be. The Rangers closed it out. Um, I'm I'm forgetting, but I am assume Corey Seager is the MVP again. Uh, he was, um, yeah. Yeah, so that's two and World I, Series MVPs. I saw a video that, uh, Andy, you would probably would have liked, because I believe you're still a fan of Corey Seager, right? He was a Dodger. Yeah, I always And I'm, I know you're not a fan of Alex Bregman. No, I did pick him and went to MVP this year, though. Yeah, so, but so there was yes. a clip of Alex Bregman that I was on Instagram of them saying, like, they said, what if the Strohs, like, wouldn't win the division or something like that? And he's like, guess we'll never find out. And then, like, was shaking up the champagne bottle as they were celebrating. And then Corey Seager, at, I guess the parade or something like that, kind of brought it out. And so they said, what if the Rangers wouldn't have won the World Series? And he said, like, I guess we'll never find out. And, like... It was just kind of like a whole shot thing back at Bregman, which I which I enjoyed because that's just how that Astros team is. They're they're cocky, they're arrogant, they cheated, and they're still like it's like they love the fact that they cheated and they love the fact that everybody hates them. Yeah, and, and I, I think it's, and Bregman wears it the best because Bregman looks like a like a frat boy, so it's like Bregman enjoys like the please hate me type thing. I think we'll start to see less and less of that now, especially after oh, yeah. they lost here. They do need a season where they just are not good, like an eighty-two oh, yeah, win season. Playoffs, yeah, yeah, just kind of clear everything out there um i mean it could be happening you never know because that division's getting better with texas now and seattle maybe i mean god forbid we'll see who makes some some uh big moves in free agency which is where we want to go to but yeah before that uh, there's manager free agency as well um (laughs) a lot of teams need a manager including the angels who still don't have uh haven't signed anyone uh to be their manager so nevin's not their manager anymore uh no they fired him oh i did not even realize that he is uh Available. Uh, some teams were interested. I saw, uh, but the big the makes big you one, wonder if they did that to like try to lure in Otani. Still, like, hey, we'll get you somebody else or something. I, don't, I think he wasn't successful. I don't know. He's part of the. Future. He was only there one year. Um, well, one and a half, right? Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, local guy, Cal State Forest guy, kind of sad. But yeah. um, the big manager news was uh, Craig Council, uh, hot candidate. Now he was not fired. He wasn't really available. Uh, he's manager for the Brewers. But uh, he was available. Uh, so a lot of teams interviewed him. Uh, the hot rumor was that he was going to leave for the Mets. The Mets were making a big push for him. Um, I mean, Council, I don't know. I've, I've always been annoyed by Council and his, his straight-up batting stance, of course. <laughs> Everyone remembers. But uh, he's had success with the Brewers. I saw that Brewers made the, f- the playoffs five times in his six years with them. And they made the playoffs four year, four times in the previous like 30 years. Um, but it is expanded playoffs, so it's, I guess, a little easier. Um, but the, the big shock is Council did not leave the Brewers for the Mets. He left for the Cubs. They're 
Yeah, but they're rivals. Want to coach the Cubs, you know. Um, and it was surprising because the Cubs, the Cubs were okay this year, and they 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 didn't fire David Ross at the end of the season. They fired him the day they hired Craig Council. <laughs> they were like, we hadn't, we had, they, so they were going to go with David Ross again um, if they didn't hire Council. Um, and even in their statement, David Ross was part of the team that the World Series team. Uh, they kind of like groomed him to be the manager, like player coach at the end of his career there. And uh, took over the team, and it's just like, all right, thanks for everything, goodbye. Um, but I guess the the, uh, the Castillo brothers, Cast- Castellanos, no, 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 no. is that w- Contreras? Why? Yeah, no, I don't have any idea who the William and Wilson Contreras. Oh, Contreras, yeah, <laughs> yes, I was, I was blanking on their names. Uh, the one that played for the Cubs, who left for the Cardinals, uh, That's, like, uh, Wilson. Yeah, he applauded the move to to relieve David Ross. So I think uh, he did not like him very much. And that's a catcher to catcher too. So that yeah. tells you something. <laughs> so uh, I don't know if David Ross was the right right pick there, but uh, you know that's another former Dodger who I still enjoy. He, he was the backup catcher for a few years there. Um, but yeah, that was a big shock. Um, people in Milwaukee not happy about that um, because Milwaukee hates the Cubs. Like I don't know if you know that dynamic. Yeah. The Wisconsin teams hate the Chicago teams because they are the little brother of Chicago. Um, so there's that kind of dynamic. So for him, leaving a better team to go to a worse team, it's like it drives him crazy. It's kind of that. Uh, it's it's like a one-sided rivalry, you know, where it's like the Cubs don't really care about the Brewers, but to the Brewers, the Cubs are everything. Like, the you know, the Cubs' rival is the Cardinals, but the Brewers' rival is the Cubs. It's one of those situations. Um, yeah, so that was that was a shock. Um, but yeah, there's still a lot of other managers out there to be, uh, to be hired, I think, in, uh, San Diego, because Bob Melvin, Melvin left for the Giants. So San Diego has another opening there. Um, but yeah, the big thing is free agency. So I think technically free agents can sign as of today. Uh, but nothing has happened. So I just want to go through some of the big name free agents. Uh, a lot of starting pitching in here. Um, Including slash excluding this first guy, uh, Shohei Otani is a free uh, agent. Uh, no pitching think, this year, though. I think we all know that. Yeah, he is not going to be pitching this upcoming season, uh, but still is going to be the biggest free agent on the market. He's going to get half a billion, I think. Um, I don't know. I, I don't want to make any predictions on any of these guys, but um, I, I'd, I'd love for him to stay with the Angels and see if they can build something. Uh, the franchise just is so bad at everywhere else at building talent. I don't, I don't know. It just yeah, it's seems, honestly incredible. <laughs> yeah, like it doesn't make any sense that they could be this bad. Um, just not not develop any all star players in like a decade. Um, but yeah, the number two free agent is a guy who was a free agent last year as well, and not really a hot name in the market. Cody Bellinger uh, had a great season for the Cubs, signed a one year deal with him, and uh, it paid off for him. And he had a great year, and now he's a Free agent, he could be getting a, a big one of those, you know, decade long deals from another team. Um, I'd still be worried. He's he's still under thirty. Yeah, he looked good. Um, but like you saw how bad he could be. So yeah. is he totally fixed? I don't know. I wouldn't want to give him a decade long deal. No, um, you have no more, no more than like maybe like four years or something. Yeah, that's just not the way these guys sign like fourteen year deals. Yeah, yeah, but not a Cody yeah. Bellinger. I don't think. Yeah, maybe six years. I can see that max. So, but it would also I bet you it would be to a bad team like goes to like Detroit or something. Yeah. But uh and then this next guy, Andy, I think is a made up name. Who is this guy? Uh Yoshinobu Yamamoto, the top <laughs> Japanese player on the market. His grandfather least, started like a car dealership yeah. or something or what? Or like invented the car? Uh yeah, maybe. Um at least top Japanese newcomer. 
How old um, is this guy? I believe he's only 23. What position do you say? He's a pitcher. Pitcher, okay. So yeah, starting pitcher is a, uh, there's a lot, of, a lot available here. Um, so he's, he's the top one on the market. The, the site I read said he's the, he's the best starting pitcher in free agency, even including, you know, the players we already know, uh, including future Cy Young winner Blake Snell or current Cy Young winner. The guy who's going to win the Cy Young for this past year, Blake Snell is a free agent. Uh, so that's a big name there. There's and then you also, here, yeah. you also got a couple, uh, playoff performers here. Aaron Nola of the Phillies and Jordan Montgomery of the, the Rangers also available. So, um, so a team like the Dodgers that's looking to add some starting pitching, they, they've got some, uh, Damn. Options here. I can see the Dodgers trying to snag Nola. I think Nola is yeah. still the uh, – and I know he didn't have nearly the year as Snell. Snell won Cy Young, but I still think Nola might be the best, most consistent pitcher on this list for the starters. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, rounding out the list here, I've got Matt Chapman, good, solid third baseman for the Blue Jays. Uh, and then Josh Hader, um, Padres closer, who uh, I remember the Brewers traded him because they're like, we're not going to be able to afford to re-sign him. He had a good season this year, too, so people are going to definitely want to spend the money on him. It's going to be interesting to see what people will spend on a closer because it's kind of diminished um, the last decade. So is he going to get $20 million a year, $25 million a year, or $12 million? I don't know. But, yeah, well, I don't know when these guys are going to get signed. It's a very, very long offseason in baseball. Um, You know, long, long regular season in baseball, but a short postseason makes for, you know, a long winter there, but... Um, yeah, that's that's it for baseball. I'm sure we'll cover some of these signings when they do happen. All right, uh, we're ready to talk about some soccer. Yes. So uh, this past uh, weekend, they uh, gave out the award for the the best uh, soccer player in the in the world, and it was given this year to. Uh, oh, hold on. First off, like, uh, hold on. Let me uh, get this here really quick. Okay. Yeah. So. The, it's called the, the the I don't even know how to pronounce this. Like the Ballon Ballon d'Or or something like that. Very frisky name. It can't just be like the Heisman or something. And uh, the person that won this award, you guys probably heard of because it was his eighth time winning. As it was Lionel Messi won the award this season, uh, his eighth time doing it, and he now plays for Intern Miami, which is an MLS team. And he started the year off with yeah. PSG. And they just signed uh, someone, too. Uh, uh, you see that story? Who? Who's the guy? He's, like, really good from, like, what team? Uruguay. The Miami. They just signed another oh, guy. Oh, I didn't see that. No. Yeah, I got to look it up. Uruguay does have a lot of good it's young like, I don't talent. know how they have the money for these, these things here. Somebody's running it. Yeah. But, uh, so, the reason I wanted to bring this up is because uh, our... Uh, our boy Andy Erling Holland came in second, and he believes he should have gotten first. Yeah. And I also believe he should have gotten first because Holland said that uh, I've scored fifty plus goals this year in all competitions. So whether it be international, Champions League, uh, tournaments within the division, uh, and the league stuff. And he also said he won, and that he won the treble, which is. Uh, when your team wins the 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 league, so they Manchester City won the Premier League. They also won their uh, their tournament, which was like the FA Cup, and then they won the Champions League, and that's the treble, which doesn't happen very often. And Holland was so upset about this situation that he said he vowed, "I will never come to another ceremony." Like, even if he's going to be the one that wins it or whatever. I mean, granted, that sounds more to me like a 23-year-old that's upset. That's like an NFL wide receiver right there. Or something but like he he was upset, and he said. 
I, I, I agree, dude. He, this young man is going to have, he's going to win one of these awards. He'll probably win it next year, but he is going to definitely, and I think he'll win multiple of these awards because he is a phenom. I mean, for you long time listeners that are listening to this right now, Andy and I were, we talked about this guy about pre COVID times, which is basically saying like pre dinosaur times. Like we talked about this guy. Yeah, when he was playing before even. Oh, yeah. German we, we were talking about when he was on Salzburg and then he went to Dortmund and then was only on Dortmund for about a year because then the world really noticed him after that. And he went to, uh, uh, Manchester city, the best, the best team in the world. And, um, now is his team Norway, right? Are they yeah, going to qualify? Uh, they didn't qualify last year, but I mean, they, I mean, cause I'm, I'm, they got, they have another young kid too. That's pretty good. So I think know, we might have a chance to see him, you know, yeah. playing the world cup in yeah. North America. Yeah, that so. would be cool. And so I, I think, I mean, I don't know what group they're in and stuff like that, but I think Norway, I feel like they should have a chance because they definitely have a chance, but I think they should have a good chance because they, they also did have another young guy who I think is also a Manchester city name. Like it's like, Oh, it's like Bobo or something. I don't know what his name is. Like, actually, you know what? I can find it right here. Cause I was, I saw the game earlier today, but yeah, while you look that up. So the guy I was thinking, Luis Suarez signed with the intermediate. Oh, well, he's so. definitely not young. No, I know. I know he wasn't young. I was saying there's another oh, I like, thought, big name. Oh, and signed. he used to play with Messi at Barcelona. Yeah. So they know each other. Uh, really well. So the player I was thinking of, his name is. Let me see here. Maybe I was quick to the. Oh, right here, Oscar Bob. But Bob with <laughs> actually, I was gonna say Bob with two B's, but really it's Bob with three, three B's. B's. Yeah. And he's uh 20 years old, and he's supposed to be a a, a pretty good young player as well. And then just like you're saying, Holland only oh 23. Like I said, I I guessed it right. So. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like, you know, uh, somebody that's upset, like, rightfully so, though, because he probably went into that thinking that award was his. And I was reading some of the stuff and a lot of the things that said the reason why Messi got it was because he won the World Cup and he performed well. And he obviously performed really well with Inter Miami. But I mean, you could take that with a grain of salt because it is the MLS. He should be doing that. But I mean, he did have that stretch where he scored in like his first like six games or something with them. And then, you know, it was still solid on PSG. So, you know. He gets the award, but uh, I, I I can understand why our boy Holland was uh, upset. But uh, I will go out here now and say that I I, I bet you Holland wins it this for this next the next one the twenty twenty four Balloon d'Or or whatever you want to call it. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there just because uh, Holland is our guy. He is our guy. All right, uh, ready to talk about some college stuff. Base, uh, we have uh, football and basketball. Yeah, so college basketball returned yesterday. Uh, seems a little early, but I guess it's around time here. Um, I think every team in all every college that existed played yesterday. Yeah, we uh, uh, saw some crazy. funny ones that yeah. we enjoyed. A lot of big name programs playing some schools you've never even heard of, like an Incarnate Word. <laughs> yep, that was um, our that's favorite. A, that's the name of a university. Uh, pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, the big story has to do with uh, an upset in the top twenty-five. Um, not just top 25, top five even. Michigan yeah. State, I believe, ranked number four. Ranked number four. Uh, they lost James Madison. Yeah. Is, and uh, I think the lesson there is don't schedule a solid team like that. They said James Madison was actually favored in their conference. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Michigan State was only oh, – no, I mean, I say only with a grain of salt, but they were 15.5-point favorites. But uh, on the money line, it did say that uh, – James Madison was about eleven plus eleven fifty, so a hundred bucks would yeah. have profited you a thousand and or eleven hundred fifty bucks. It reminds me of the uh, remember Michigan against Appalachian State. Oh yeah, where it's in like well, don't don't schedule them. They're they're a good division, and it two knocks you out early. Yeah. Like I don't, I mean, yeah. 
Well, not not in this. This won't matter in the end of the year. It'll still drop drop them off though. But uh, oh, yeah. also though, it's not like college football where there's a playoffs. I mean, as long as you get into the tournament, it doesn't matter. And rankings change weekly. Like number ones go to number like it changes all the time because everybody loses. But uh, the main reason though that this uh, this game even happened was because the assistant coach for James Madison happens to be the Michigan State's head coach Tom Izzo's nephew, and so it's Tom Izzo's sister's son. And so they were able to like sign something a few years ago and they agreed to these deals of playing these certain teams. And he even said the reason he did this one was because it was going to be against his nephew. And uh, yeah, it makes you wonder because it's like Tom Izzo looks like a mean guy at like, you know, times and just kind of funny to think like, you know, you wonder if like, you know, you let it cool down. But then if like, you know, his sister gives him a call like, hey, but then I'm sure it's one of those things where I'm sure he's been an influence. It seems like they have a good relationship just from what I can base off of the fact that he wanted to go against him. So he probably has given his nephew advice and stuff. So it might be one of those things where he's like, you know what? Like, you know, I, I trained you too well. Yeah. And, and you know, and granted he's only the assistant, but still it's a good knowledge, a message to his team as well. Like, Hey, you can't take any of these teams. Oh yeah. It's good to get that. I think that early loss out of the way. Cause then you'll see teams just really wake up. And Izzo is definitely a head coach that, uh, will fire it, will wake his team back up. And I'm sure practice today was not fun for them. Yeah. And, uh, I, uh, don't know much about like college basketball right now. I'm not sure like who are the, you know, I know Kansas is one, Duke is two, but I'm not really sure. Like I haven't looked into it yet to see like yeah, much of who's supposed to be good and whatnot, but we have, uh, a, we have a big episode today. So we're going to kind of save. Oh yeah. And I, we won't later. get into that quite yet, but yeah. uh, it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting. I haven't really paid too much attention to college basketball the last couple of years, but uh, I could find myself getting back into it. But uh, it's, uh, that, that's it for college basketball now. I mean, it's too early right now. We'll, we, we'll get more into this when the madness starts months yeah. from now. <laughs> Different year. Yeah. But yeah, we can do a uh, college football. Okay. Which, yeah, since we uh, last had a sports episode, we now have the official rankings. And I was happy to see that my uh, the team I like, the team my family goes for, uh, went to number one. And I think it was because of the wins against Notre Dame and um, uh, Penn State. Uh, so, yeah, the official college football playoff rankings came out last week, and it put Ohio State at one. And we've now got... Uh, Georgia at two, Michigan at three, and Florida State at four. So that would be your, uh, and I'll give the credit. Number five is Washington because those are the only five uh, or five undefeated teams. Yeah, so that's big. Washington's the one that's that's sitting out here right now. Um, but a lot of people I've heard are more afraid of Oregon than Washington, who are sitting yeah. at six at eight and one. So because Oregon maybe should have won that game, mm-hmm. and that was um, on the road. Washington had a win last week that seemed like it would have been a big win coming into the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but a one-score win over USC is – or they won by 10. Is USC um, even in the top 25? No, more? USC is not even close anymore. They're they're gone. Um, I think they've lost four games now. Um, so that win doesn't look as impressive. So Washington doesn't have as many opportunities to uh, pick up some good wins here. That'll help. Um, let's see what's on their schedule still. So – Utah, Oregon State, and Washington State, it's a pretty good schedule. I think if they win out and if they, you know, win the, the Who would they face? Game. Oregon? Most likely. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, everyone's alive. Arizona. Arizona's alive. That's what I wanted to bring up. Can you go down a little bit? Yeah. yeah. Arizona number 21. This team was absolute hot garbage about two years ago, and then we're still bad like last year. So the fact that they're now sitting at six and three, ranked 21st, right behind Notre Dame and LSU. Pretty impressive. Yeah, they knocked off uh, UCLA last week, knocking them them out of the top twenty five. Um, but yeah, I we gotta wait how these things shake up. Um, 
Ohio State and Michigan will play each other, so one of them will lose. Yeah. Um, I think there's no ties, so I think that's how it's going to work. Uh, Florida State, I don't know what they got left on I think their schedule. it's pretty Probably, easy. Yeah. Miami, North Alabama. So Miami, Florida could. Yeah. It's a rivalry game, and it's on the road, and Florida would love nothing more than to ruin their chances. It's interesting that they only play one more conference game than two out-of-conference games. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Florida State-Miami, always a, a big game, but Miami's, you know, not as good. This year, but uh, we'll see at the end of the season if they're still there in the in the rankings. But uh, that's what it is right now. Um, and yeah, the other the other big games we got this week: Michigan and Penn State. Oh. So Penn State's at home. Oh. They definitely have an opportunity you never know. to, you to never win know. this game. Uh, Michigan has that whole scandal Can we going click on. Click that matchup just to see what uh, like see what the the spread is in that game. If that's supposed to be a, a close game or not, I mean, I'm sure it is. Probably scroll down a little bit. Oh yeah, four and a half. Michigan only favored by four and a half, and then so yeah, definitely yeah. tells you. And a game time weather it says thirty eight degrees. We're yeah. at that time of the year. It's gonna be cold. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, Florida State, Miami. We also got Washington, Utah. Is this week Utah is an annoying team that you yeah, could see pull are. off that upset. I got annoying fans. Um, you got Georgia, Ole Miss. So two top ten teams there. Georgia hasn't been as impressive as you would expect from like a, a top team, but they could get knocked off here. Uh, USC Oregon. If USC is going to salvage a season, they got to pull off an upset here. Um, and then UCLA plays Arizona State this weekend, so they should uh, turn things around there because uh, ASU is very bad. I think Oregon's going to absolutely dismantle USC. Yeah, um, <laughs> they're, they're definitely better. Um, Caleb Williams seems a little checked out. He's yeah, he had a quote to... saying that he wanted to just go home and cuddle with his dog and watch TV, and that is not what you want to hear from I would, your uh, quarterback. See if he could just. Take over for the Bears right now. Like he doesn't want to. He said he only he's made it specific no. only teams he wants to play for. <laughs> I think he'll play for the Bears now. If that's, yeah, that's actually might be true. He might not want to come back to college. But uh, yeah, that uh, it for our college football. Should we go on to the big boys now? Yeah. So yeah, we uh, missed last week. We're not going to talk. Yeah, we don't need to talk about week eight. Unless there's something really important to talk about, which we'll, I don't we'll cover. Yeah, here. But Actually, we're gonna, I guess there was a couple things. I guess like we'll, we'll get to it when yeah. we get to it. It'll come. It'll be part of these storylines yeah. here. Um, but yeah, we'll start off Thursday night. Your team played. Yeah, team is just has the magic. It does. They 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 win ugly games. It's a uh, it's it's funny. They uh yeah, they played the Tennessee Titans at home, and I I the game kind of went how I thought it would. It'd be like an ugly, low scoring game, and the Steelers pulled away with a twenty to sixteen win, and it puts them at a five and three, and that is tied for second place in their division, and also tied for last place in their division, which we can get into later. But it's just that division's so good, and uh, yeah, the Steelers are uh, looking good right there. Uh, five and three, they play the Green Bay Packers at home this week, so. Don't see why they shouldn't go six and three. I th- I'd like to think TJ Watt and company can give uh, Jordan Love some trouble, but uh, we'll see. And then the the next game here, we have the Kansas City Chiefs at Miami. But well, by at Miami, I mean in Germany. The first game oh ever yeah, in Frankfurt. I wrote, I wrote in London here because I forgot. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it was in yeah, Frankfurt. Back so to I, back did you, uh, did you watch this game? Do you want to do this one? No. So, you know, this was seemed like the game of the year um, oh. a few weeks ago. It's unfortunate um, we had to give it to Germany. Like this yeah. game should have been in. If this game was in actual Miami, would have loved to see it. It's a bummer that this game had to be instead in, of Miami, Germany. <laughs> yeah, had to be in uh, Frankfurt, Florida. So the, uh, the okay, they're both in Frankfurt. It's not like one's in Dresden or something. I said Frankfurt, Florida. Yes, that was the joke. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, but the good thing it was doesn't that exciting of a game. Uh, 21-14 final. Uh, Miami only put up two touchdowns there. 
I, Miami seems to have problems with with good teams, uh, but they do have know, problems with good teams. There's still more games to be played. We'll we'll see how that goes. Kansas City's defense is really good. Uh, maybe people don't realize that yet. That because, is, they had a defensive touchdown in this game. Yeah, like <clears throat> I, I, I think I've said it before that they're for some reason their defense is now really good. It's like they said Mahomes is good on his own. We won't draft any receivers. We'll just draft all defensive players. Um, so it it seemed like it was going to be the best game of the season, and it wasn't, but. Um, both these teams that will be in the playoffs, I, I'm sure. So we'll, maybe we'll see this, uh, sometime in January again. Maybe it'll be better, be a better game in America. Um, uh, the next game we got here, Atlanta, Minnesota. Uh, this is where we could talk about last week's news. Uh, Kirk Cousins tours ACL in a, in a win, um, the week before. Uh, Minnesota turned to Jaron Hall. Yeah. Rookie from right. BYU, who I'd never even heard of. Um, not not a great backup right there. Um, they ended up trading for the Cardinals' Josh Dobbs because the Cardinals knew they were getting Kyler Murray back. So uh, they traded Dobbs, and that's important to another game we'll get to later. Um, but Dobbs was not ready yet to start. He didn't know the playbook or anything, so he was not going to start this game. Um, and he didn't start the game, but he sure did finish it. <laughs> yeah. um, Jaron Hall got hurt. Dobbs had to come in without knowing all the and plays. I, yeah, and the coach was yelling the plays into his helmet. And I guess they only have a certain amount of time to talk to them through their helmet or yeah, something like uh, that. 15 seconds it gets cut off. And then so kind of crazy. And Dobbs, yeah, like Andy said, came back, beat Atlanta. Uh, and good for Minnesota. Quiet. quiet. Yeah. What is Minnesota now? Five and four? I think they're five and four. So they're definitely in that mix because NFC is. Uh, and I don't believe they've played Detroit yet. Or maybe they have, but I don't. I feel like they have, and if we can, we'll we can see. find that out right now. But I, yeah, they have not played Detroit yeah. yet. So they play. They play Detroit at home on Christmas Eve, and then they play Detroit in the last game of the season. So yeah, they so played I, two out of the last three games, which is kind of. I don't think they're gonna beat win beat Detroit with Josh Dobbs because I mean Kirk Cousins is out for the season. He's not coming back. Um, he doesn't have Aaron Rodgers' alternative medicine. Um, so we'll see. That's another story there. Um, but yeah, Dobbs seems at least competent and can get them a wild card or something. Um, but yeah, next up, Cleveland, Arizona. This is what I was referring to. Arizona traded. Josh Dobbs went with Clayton Toon, another hmm. rookie quarterback I've never heard of, fifth round pick. And uh, it did he did play not, at Houston? That sounds familiar. He played at Houston. Um, it did not go well. This was one of the most dominating defensive performances in NFL history. Twenty seven nothing for Cleveland. Arizona just did absolutely nothing at all in this game. And um, some stupid people like me were like, Arizona keeps it close. They <laughs> they have a chance here. Cleveland doesn't score much. Uh, yeah, 27 nothing. So not good. Uh, you want to take this uh, next one here? I don't know. If, did you did you watch this game? Because they forced it on the L.A. audience here. It was the, the only game we Green could Bay watch. Green Bay and the Rams? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think I, I actually, yeah, I, I did see a good amount of it. And uh, I just, it was just two bad teams playing each other. I mean, you have Jordan Love, who hasn't looked that great this year. And then Rippin, Ripin, whatever, however you want to say it. Yeah, um, Brett Rippin. Rippin came uh, in, you know, and it was just, yeah, Green, if Green Bay's blowing you out, that's a problem. And Green Bay blew them out. Yeah, um, it shows you how valuable Stafford really is. Um, and the Rams made a move. They don't want to go to Ripon again. I think Stafford will come back yeah, sometime they, uh, this season. Who'd they sign today? Uh, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. <laughs> He's back, everyone. He's better than Ripon. Um, 
Yeah, I think. <laughs> I, I hopefully um, it should be. I don't think Carson Wentz is that bad. He just no, seems not. like people don't like him as a person, so he's not worth it. Um, but the Rams definitely want to stay in it. Uh, similar to what they did last year when we we're picking up Baker, that really worked out for him. Um, so maybe this will do the same. Um, but yeah, good good for Carson Wentz getting a job again. But yeah, the Rams the Rams are three and six. I don't think they're going to make a push for the playoffs, but I think they're going to be fine. Maybe seven wins or something. Uh, I but don't know, you, that might be a stretch. What are they the have NFC, right now? Like three? They have three wins, but like I, I said, they have, they have. I mean, no I guess talent. if Stafford gets back sooner than later. Yeah, they got to buy this week. Um, I guess say, they're at the they're home against Seattle, which could be a, which could be a win, and then at the Cardinals. So yeah, that could be two quick wins. Yeah, you got Cardinals. Then you it gets got tough. Commanders, I mean, home against Browns Giants. is possible. Yeah, you don't know. It's definitely a possible schedule to to do something, but uh, yeah, then this next game was. A game that nobody really wanted to watch either. New England, no. Washington. And uh, very strange. The the Commanders were um, didn't have a horrible record. Definitely still in the playoff race. Uh, but they traded uh, both of their starting defensive ends. Um, notably Chase Young to the 49ers, the former number two overall yeah, that, pick. That helps the Niners. Um, he's been just played by injuries. But yeah, he's with the, the Niners now. <clears throat> And uh, despite that, uh, Commanders still got a win on the road against New England. And yeah, New England maybe thought they turned the season around. They beat Buffalo. It's like, no, they still suck. So uh, not much to say about that one. Also, this next one, New Orleans, Chicago. New Orleans barely beats Tyson Bajant. Um New Orleans seems like the team that's going to win. They're going to win nine or ten games. That'd be and enough be, to win the division. Yeah, be awful. And then they're still so still win, win a first round game. They'll yeah, still win the first happens. game, and you'll be like, "Fuck, this sucks." They beat a because New Orleans is a good home field advantage place too. Yeah. So they, I agree with that. They probably will face a team like, fuck, I don't know, Seattle or something in the first round, yeah. and they'll beat them. <laughs> yeah, I'm not looking forward. And to And they'll that. get annihilated to the Eagles in the second round yeah. or something. Uh, Baltimore, Seattle. I, I you got to be scared. Baltimore looks like the best team. That's I don't know if your Steelers can uh, can win that division. You they all want to know against Baltimore, they did which is nice. <laughs> Baltimore hasn't lost since. Yeah. They that, are. like, woke up Baltimore. Baltimore has been, like, dominant ever since that game. Yeah, I did not expect their defense to be this good this year. I just didn't think they had the, the personnel there, but they've been crazy good. Um, and beating up, like, solid teams. Seattle and Detroit, good oh, teams yeah. right there. So, um, You want to take the next one here? Yeah, so Houston-Tampa Bay. Uh, Houston beat Tampa Bay. That was a hell of a game. Went back and forth a lot late. And C.J. Stroud with a, a her, her, Awesome game. The best game. It's going to be hard for him to ever top this game. 470 pass yards. And was it four or five passing five. touchdowns? Five passing touchdowns. Just incredible. Uh, I think a 40-second touch, touchdown drive to win the game. Yeah, it was. Like, he looks really good. And, I mean, I've, uh, you've seen all the memes all over the internet about the Carolina Panthers just absolutely saying how they made, the, they made a mistake. And uh, they did. C.J. Stroud looks very good. And yeah, I came back and beat uh, Houston. I mean, I came back and beat Tampa Bay for Houston. And speaking of Bryce Young, that was the next game here where Carolina lost to the Colts and Bryce Young threw two pick sixes to the same player. And the second one was really pathetic. The second one looked like he actually threw it to him. But uh, I don't think there's really much to say about that game. I mean, just two bad, not fun to watch teams. But uh, And then this next game, not much better either. We got Las Vegas versus the New York Giants. Uh, the only thing about that that we also didn't get to mention was that Josh McDaniels did get fired. And uh, Antonio Pierce, former New York Giant linebacker, a two-time Super Bowl winner, uh, 
is the Raiders head coach, and they came out and they made a statement. They beat the they he immediately first thing he did was he started O'Connell, got rid of or bench Garoppolo, and um, Raiders d- dominant win thirty to six. So it uh, looks like there's a lot more um, excitement in the in the later of uh, the Raiders organization right now. They were seen after the game smoking cigars in the locker room, which I think sometimes can kind of be like, okay, you guys just won a game, you're now four and five, like relax a little bit, but. I think more so to them, it was like, there's hope again. You know, like, I think you take it more in a way of like, this team's excited again. Like, hey, we got somebody we like. We were played good football. We scored the most points we've scored all season in a single game. Because they were the only team going into this game that hadn't scored more than their projected team total that Vegas puts out each week. Like yeah, the, the books. Really? They were 8-0 to their team total under going into That's this pretty, game, which is yeah. remarkable. And uh, then they host the New York Jets Sunday Night Football this week. So, uh Get to see them on TV. That'll be a that'll be a very yeah. Interesting Max game. Crosby is looking forward to that matchup. Yeah, you watched last night, and it's like, oh shit. Zach Wilson continues just to hold on to the ball. I mean, we'll get into that game, but uh, Andy, you want to take? I guess this next one. This is a nice NFC East matchup. Sure, I saw zero seconds of this game, even though it was one of the uh, premier games of the year. I, uh, you know, it was busy. I couldn't couldn't see everything, but uh, I would have loved to see this game. It looked like it it delivered. Uh, Dallas had a halftime lead. Philly took it back, and Dallas made a comeback attempt. Couldn't quite do it, so um, I don't know if anything changes with these two teams. I think Philly is slightly better, but Dallas is still very good. And uh, when they play each other again, maybe it'll be a different result. But uh, Philly definitely has the edge now in division. I think two games up now. So, um, yeah, that's it's going to be tough for Dallas to come back win that division. Um, but I think they're both good. I think Dallas is fine. I think, I think everyone just can panics about Dallas because it's Dallas, but... They're one of the. They're definitely one of the five best teams in the NFC. Yeah, they're good. Uh, but I don't know if they're one of the five best teams in the NFL overall. Um, now this next matchup does it feature a top five overall team? Very questionable. Um, and the team that maybe is in that top five is not the team you would have thought yeah. three weeks ago. Uh, Cincinnati Buffalo played again, which is uh, a matchup that always has a. Um, some story behind it or history behind it because of uh, what happened last year with uh, DeMar Hamlin and dying on the field and and then they played each other in the playoffs and then, and yeah then the playoff game Bills died on the field the entire team that game in the yeah. snow um and then this was another close game that Cincinnati was able to win uh, Buffalo only scored 18 they're one of the better offenses and couldn't get it done against uh, the Cincinnati defense it seems like Cincinnati's getting hot it's getting scary yeah I think I saw uh, you know Dave Portnoy from the uh, owner of Barstool Sports put, uh, I think he said $67,000 say down on the uh, Bengals to win the Super Bowl to profit $1 million. So he believes in them. That's yeah, not saying I, much. I but. don't know if I believe him in, as Super Bowl team still. Um, and Jamar Chase did get hurt in this he, game. Yeah, he's, like, he might, he's questionable this yeah. week with back problems. So, But yeah, the team's just yelling. I mean, that's it's a long I mean, they turn, it, it yeah, happens. They completely turn it around. Teams get hot for two, three weeks at a time, and they can get cold. I mean, it's just, you just see it happen all the time. Like right now, Joe Mixon's running the ball well. Burrow's definitely looking more healthy, but uh, without Jamar Chase, though, that makes that team very mortal. So uh, they're against Houston this week. Yeah, when they start, they got to play some good teams here. So they got Ravens, Steelers, Jaguars all in a row. That'll be a, a little tough stretch, and then finish with Steelers, Chiefs, Browns. Yeah, that, that Steelers, Chiefs at Steelers at Chiefs, uh, home against the Browns. Those last three games, that's not going to be easy. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, the reality is the AFC is just really tough. Oh yeah, this year because um, one of the teams we didn't even get to talk about this week is six and two, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, 
But uh, I'll let you uh, finish this last one. Yeah, since we we can... watched this game together, uh, and it was Zach Wilson's. <laughs> it's bad. He... So uh, the Chargers went all the way to uh, New Jersey to play the New York Jets, and uh, everyone on ESPN picked the Jets, uh, including Robert Griffin uh, picked the Jets to score 24 points in this game. And I told Tony, I will kill myself <laughs> if the Jets score 24 that points. That was a real quote by Andy last night, ladies and gentlemen. Um, a real quote. I was very confident. The Chargers defense has not been good this year, but Zach Wilson with a horrible offense line and the Chargers def- defensive line, I knew it was a good matchup. And I was right in this case. Uh, would they get like eight sacks or something? They just completely yes. overwhelmed them. And Zach Wilson has no presence at all. He does not know what to do. Uh, no, is not, not accurate. So it's just there's there's nothing good about Zach Wilson's game at all, right? There's nothing you'd be like, well, at least he does this. He's not Justin Fields or anything. It's just like he just sucks at everything. He does, and yeah. And it, it's it's really sad because the other part of this that I kind of knew, I kept saying it. The Chargers aren't going to score another. They're not going to score an offensive touchdown. Well, and even, then they got one, and then they didn't score an offensive it, touchdown. It's funny too because uh, Andy and I have watched a handful of uh of uh, Monday night football games together because I don't I don't get the games at my place and so we've watched a I'd say out of like the nine games probably like at least four or so together and we like we watched the Manning cast and it's pretty funny because even Peyton Manning said something like and this was in the second quarter like oh there might not be a Jets touchdown until late in the fourth and they had the opportunity and the tight end dropped the ball in the end zone so it was kind of funny yeah you had one of the all time. Fantasy bad beats. Oh yeah, needed. I was losing by like point four points. Needed that uh, Justin Herbert kneel down, which would have happened for at least a negative yard or two if uh, Wilson didn't decide to have the throw the ball two yards short and have his tight end be tackled at the two yard one yard line and ended up yeah losing that. But uh, I shouldn't have been that close to begin with because I was I was tied going into that matchup this week and the guy I was playing one of my best friends Brad. Had Justin Herbert, and I'm sitting with Who a defensive player, CJ Mosley. We might not. A lot of guys don't even have backup really quarterbacks exactly. in that league. I could have told him, "Don't start," because I mean that's that's the issue with the Chargers right now. Uh, receiver injuries and injury to their center. They are not good against good defenses. They played three yeah. of the best defenses the last four weeks and have not had success offensively. Uh, the offensive line can't block, and they don't. Receivers don't get open. Uh, they could put up points against bad teams, and they'll play some bad teams coming up. Um, but they're playing Baltimore soon. I'm not looking forward to that one. Because, um, yeah, they they really got shut down by the Jets here. It was 27-6 final. That included a punt return touchdown and a touch, basically a defensive touchdown as well. So uh, wasn't the greatest offensive game. But I'll take we it. We didn't expect that, you know, though. Four and four. They're, they're going to live again for another week. <laughs> Uh, they're not out of it. They'll, they'll be playing real football. Yeah, they got a December. tough matchup this week, home against the Lions. At least it's at home. Yeah. But a lot of people like But at least Lions. that's a team I think they can score on. Oh, yeah. It's not going to be like this week where they just seem pathetic and everyone does the, is Justin Herbert even good? And it's like, yeah, let's let's wait on that one. But So should we uh, end this with our picks? Or did you have anything else you wanted to talk yeah, about? Yeah, I think we can, we can do that. We'll end it on our picks. So Andy and I are off to a his, just not our best start but uh now no one's gonna believe this but once we started doing this i just died at picking games because i yeah i picked the games beforehand also uh, it's before tough we did too this. because andy and i also pick these games i'm gonna just give us the a uh, little bit of like a benefit of a doubt here we pick these games on a tuesday 
when the games get played on Sunday, and a lot can happen from Tuesday to Sunday. Injuries happen, like certain guys that maybe were questionable end up being out. So I'm going to give us a little bit of lines change and everything like that. Like maybe if we had a minus three, it then goes down to minus two and a half and they win by, you know what I mean? It's like shit like that. But uh, we didn't obviously do picks last week because we didn't do a podcast. And the week before, <laughs> Andy went 0-3, which I believe is now an 0-6 run. I hate to say that, but I think it is. It might be. Yeah, and then I went, I'm not much better, so that's why I'm laughing, because I went one and two. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna give you guys more. I mean, it's you can either listen to us and wait for us to get hot, which is inevitable to happen, or maybe just go against us. I don't know, but regardless, we're gonna we're gonna give you guys three more uh three more picks each. So uh you want me to go first or do you wanna go first? Yeah, I'm gonna go first. Okay. I, I think I'm actually gonna take two bets in one game, but I'll, I'll separate them here. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna. I guess I'm been bit big here on Buffalo here. Uh, I said this last night. Buffalo, they have a disappointing stretch, and then they go out and pound a bad team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they played this Monday night at home against Denver, uh, favored by seven and a half. Uh, like I said, Buffalo likes to pound these teams. This is the type of game that they win, uh, like thirty-eight to thirteen. So I I agree, especially at home. So this is going to be the second time this year where they're in this situation. And I I believe, actually, no, I, I lost it last time on the back door. We actually have it on here because uh, Tampa Bay scored that late touchdown. But I also won a game by a late touchdown. So I guess it comes with the territory. But so I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to go. I don't know. Try to go up. I want to, okay, hold on. Go down, uh, down a little bit more. Okay, there we go. I'm going to, Jump on something here. I'm going to take the Jacksonville Jaguars at home plus three. And the reason why is because right now the 49ers are five and three. They're going to Jacksonville six and two. Both teams coming off a bye. If only 49ers were coming off a bye, I'd maybe lean a little bit more towards San Francisco. But Jacksonville's coming off a bye also. And these are just two teams that seem like are in different directions right now. Like, you know, 49ers are a little banged up still. Brock Purdy hasn't looked amazing. Now you're going into the hot, humid Jacksonville and the Jaguars, they look good. And you're going to give me a field goal. I feel like maybe worst case I push. Maybe this is like a 24-21 game and, you know, I push. But uh, I I like the home team with the better record. That is a solid team getting the three points. So that's that's my uh, my my uh, my first pick of the week for week 10. So uh, what do you got here, Andy, for your second one? Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm doubling up on this game here. I'm taking the over Buffalo and Denver, uh, 46 and a half. If I, if I think Buffalo is going to put a 30 on their own. Oh yeah. Denver's not inept on offense. Yeah. Bill's defense banged so, up too. Yeah. All righty. Well, my, uh, my second one, Andy, I'm, uh, we can, uh, go up a little bit more right there. That's good. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with the hot hand. I know CJ Stroud had a great week. He's coming off that big game. But I like the Cincinnati Bengals at home minus seven. I think they're very capable of beating the Texans by a touchdown. I think they beat them by double digits. And I know Jamar Chase might not play, which is definitely concerning. But this Bengals team is playing well. And I think like what goes up must come down. And uh, CJ Stroud throwing 470 yards, five touchdowns against a Tampa Bay secondary that hasn't been good in a long time. I think he goes on the road against Cincinnati. He's been he's put himself on the billboard now people know who he is. And I think the Bengals offense, a uh, defense is actually going to be fired up for this. And I think Joe Burrow and company are just playing good football. So 
I like them to win this game by at least a touchdown at home. So, yeah, give me the Bengals minus seven points. Well, my last pick, I am taking your team. Oh, baby, I like that, Andy. I watched Green Bay this week. They won by 17 points. Least impressive 17-point win oh, ever. of course. Uh, I don't think their defense is good, good because they held the Rams to three points. Um, that, so think, that offense is going to struggle to score in Pittsburgh. And that's what I think is what's going to happen is it's going to be Pittsburgh's going to hold them to 10 or less. So uh, I like Pittsburgh's chances to win that game like 23-10, one of those type of wins. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the last one I'm going to go with is actually the ugly Sunday night football game. I'm going to take the Las Vegas Raiders plus the point and a half solely based off what I watched last night. Zach Wilson is just not good. He holds onto the ball too long, and I got there's a, a guy, a defensive end that is going to get in there a handful of times by the name of Max Crosby, and he is going to be a problem for him. Uh, I the Raiders seem inspired. They seem well. They're they're four and five on the season, but they're three and one at home. And I, I like I, I'm gonna have to point it out. Their only home loss was to the Pittsburgh Steelers, but they uh they they've looked good at home. Uh, three and one. They probably easily. They probably could have won that Sealer game and would make them f- a perfect four zero at home. But uh, I think they buy the road teams uh, tickets to the uh, strip the clubs dome. and stuff. I was just talking. About, I was going to be. Oh. It's a PG podcast. Wait, mm-hmm. the the dome. Oh, thing? it's definitely not a PG podcast. No, it's not. I'm on this one. So. But uh, yeah, no, I I like the Raiders getting the point. How I I cannot take the Jets as favorites, let alone as road favorites. I don't care who they play. If they were playing in Arizona, I'd probably like Arizona. Uh, that might be a lie, but. The, the Jets just, I don't see in what world they should be favored against anybody on the road right now. Uh, yeah, so yeah, give me give me the Raiders plus the point and a half. I'm going with three home teams this week. So, yeah. Yeah, that's actually one I disagree with you on. Ooh. Maybe that's just my Raiders bias yeah. coming out here. But, um, and he's not a fan of the yeah. AFC West unless it is... Unless you have a thunderbolt. Like I don't like Zach Wilson's chances in this game. I really don't like Aiden O'Connell's. Chances. Yeah, but I mean Zach Aiden O'Connell at least I think knows how to get rid of the ball. I'm sorry, I've just the, they should have lost to the the Giants two weeks ago. Yeah, I know. And I, and I watched that game and I watched him hold on to it in situations and it's just Max Crosby's going to get in there and it's it's just it's a Sunday night football game so they know all the lights are on them. Raiders want to go to five and five. The coach want to make that coach two and zero. Oh. They want to make everybody the world know that hey, the problem was McDaniel's. I I like the Raiders, but we'll see. That's the fun about it is yeah. we will see. But uh, is there anything else, or is that that's going to conclude it? Huh. All right. Well, you've been listening to episode three hundred and forty nine of the Tony Steak Podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me we had Off Road Andy. Yes. And Tony Katz. Yes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you later. <laughs>